back to the show. <laughs> You've never done it first before. I know. I, I didn't like, know what to say. I was like, actually. I wonder if Jessica's going to let me. I was like, I wonder if Jessica's going to let me say, this is, that's weird. <laughs> Hello, everyone. How are you? Welcome back. Um, another great week. This mm-hmm. is fun. Things are fun. I'm having a great time. Funky, fun, and fres- festive. <laughs> We're off work, having Merry a great Christmas. time. Yeah, holidays. A lot of holidays. holidays are approaching. Yeah, they are. Fast too. This yeah. year is almost over. We were talking about that today, and I was like, I think because of everything that I don't even know. Like it just there's like a weird energy in the air, and I feel like it made. Weird. What do you mean weird? I don't know. I think maybe just in our life with like our people, oh, there's yeah. just like a lot going on, like per, like everyone's personal life. Yeah, and I think that made the holidays like come up a lot. Like quicker yeah because i'm like oh my god and i, I think just, finals too and i also think because i feel like as you get older life moves a little faster yeah i think so um because like whenever you're younger you just feel like wow right i'm young forever and then as soon as you hit a certain age it's just like damn right this actually is not real life yeah. um yeah and because i feel like when you're a kid everything is about like christmas you know what I mean? Like, even in school, like, that's all they talk about. And, like, you do, Christmas, like, Christmas, Christmas stuff. Summer. Summer. Right. Christmas. But, like, when you're in college or in adulthood, it's like, no, you still got to go to work. Like, you have to take nothing. finals. Right. You have to write papers. Yeah. Life is a little stressful. So, um, before we jump into the episode, just based off of what we just said, I would just like for everyone to love on the people that are around you while, they yeah. are, while they're still here. Um, make sure you are super intentional with all of your time that you share with people. Yeah. Um, because yeah, life is not promised. I guess. Yeah. And like a spirit of transparency, like with the people in our life right now, there is some loss, um, kind of going on. Yeah. And it just, well, I guess I can, um, we can share this story yesterday at work. This woman comes up to me, Aaliyah, and she's asking questions about shorts And she's very, like, lighthearted and kind of joking around with us. And so we're having a good time because the shorts that she was looking at are... A little short short. They're really, really short. They're, like, just sleep shorts. Yeah. Um, And so we were talking to her... And she was like, oh, you know, my daughter's about to give birth. Like, yeah, she was like, child. my daughter's expecting it any moment. And I was just like, oh, is this like her first kid, yep. your first grandchild? And she basically was just like, you know, it's like kind of bittersweet. And um, she kind of paused and she was like, well, pray for us. And she's we like, just, if I tell you, will you pray for us? Yes. And we were just like, oh, what's up? And she basically was saying that um, her daughter's husband passed away from COVID in September. Mm-hmm. And she's due at any moment now. Um, hopefully, she had a safe and lovely delivery. Yeah. And a very um, healthy comforting baby. labor and a healthy baby. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And that story just kind of like shook me and Jessica a lot because I really do feel like 2020 was a year where people realized that, you know, the world is ever changing. Mm-hmm. Um, anything guaranteed. can happen. Anything can happen. And I definitely think that in the year 2021, um, a lot of people in my personal life, work and outside of work had a lot of losses, whether it was like family loss or job loss or just like mental loss. Like I just feel like loss can come in a lot of different ways. And just remembering that life is so short and precious. Um, And so just cherish the people that are around you, hug people while you can tell people you love them while you can. Yeah. Um, But yes, that story definitely did like 
Because you and I sat there for about a couple minutes. We sat there for a second trying to like say anything. We just had to kind of mellow back out because that was like a hard hit. Because I was not Mm. expecting her to say any of that. No, I literally told Lee, I was like, my stomach just dropped my asshole. Like, because when you hear something like that, it really just puts things into perspective. Like, I cannot possibly imagine being pregnant and then losing my healthy like middle-aged husband to something like COVID. And then you hear all the time on like the news that people are dying. But I, I guess until it happens to you, you're like... You're just like, fuck. But not at me because I'm young, I'm healthy. Yep. You know, that's always the wrap. And so, I, I don't know. It was just one of those moments that put things into perspective. COVID doesn't care how healthy no. you are, you guys. Please just make sure you are being safe. Keep other people around you safe. Yeah. Um, whether you believe in this pandemic or not, please just stay healthy. Keep others mm-hmm. around you healthy. Take your vitamins, drink your water, and mind your business. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're never gonna sit here and like be like you should get vaccinated or you shouldn't. Like that's really that's a of, that's a personal it's choice. It's none of our business. Whatever your choices, but just make sure you are staying safe and healthy and keeping others around you safe and healthy as well. Yeah. Um, just be respectful of others in this time because the this economy for the past almost two years has been trash. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are hurting. So yes. And Anyways, so, <laughs> yeah. Take a second. Think about the people you love like text them call be, them really yeah. quick Take put this episode on pause yeah um and then just but i think this again. is a good segue into what our subject matter for today yeah um so when the holiday season comes around um if you don't know <laughs> there is a big spike in suicide rates yeah seasonal um, depression yes but i and i think it also has to do a lot with the fact that you know, I think the holidays can actually be a really, really sad time for people. Yeah. Um, it can be. Especially if you feel like... Because, I mean, I've even felt this on a, such a small scale. Like, in a holiday season where you're, like, not dating anyone. And then you see kind of, like, all your friends or, like, people like that. Like, buying their partner's gifts or, like, going and doing these cool things. Like, you get this twinge of, like, why isn't that me? Mm-hmm. So, if you magnify that on these bigger scales for people who like lose loved ones during the holidays, then that's like the anniversary, or people who like go through divorce. Yeah. Or money is massive in the holidays because yes, you know, it kids is. have to go to school and watch like their friends be like, I got AirPods. And you're like, uh, you I know, got a Lego and block. as a parent, if you can't provide, Something that, and that but really you don't have hurts. to provide something that elaborate, but and that hurts. I think for a lot of people, um, especially parents, whenever they can't provide for their children, um, I feel like that hits that hits really hard in the holidays. Yes, it does because everybody's talking about what they're buying, what they're getting, mm-hmm. how much they spent on this, how much they're going to spend on that. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. Like it is even being in a relationship. There's always this pressure of like not wanting to do too little. Um, or wanting to match the other person's right. energy. Like, oh, this person's getting me all this stuff, not to spend all this money. Right. I feel like money is like so materialistic um, and thoughtful gifts, I think, go such a long way, more yeah. of a long way than material gifts do. Um, so I guess another like little intermission, it's holiday. Do not feel like you have to bust a check Yeah. just because it's holiday. Make sure that the holiday is not just about material things. And no. I hate that people make holiday about material things. Um because me personally, I could care less if I get a gift. I prefer things that are a lot more thoughtful. You don't have to spend a whole lot of money on me. I don't really like when people spend too much money on me anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so thoughtful gifts, in my opinion, are a lot better than materialistic gifts. Yeah, I agree. I have a couple examples of thoughtful gifts. Because I think sometimes you're like, okay. Uh, What's a thoughtful right. gift? So the first example I have, and this really actually applies to friends or romantic partners, is open one letters. I've done that before. Um, oh my gosh. Um, whenever I was still, sorry, this is a, whenever I was in, um, my sorority, whenever I was an undergrad, we 
our pledge class, me and my best friend Taylor were membership directors. And so in the pledge class that we had, they did that for us. Mm -hmm. They're just like, open when it's your birthday. Open whenever you're sad. Open whenever you're happy. And then it's just like a little envelope or whatever you want it to Mm -hmm. be with just something inside of it that whenever they're having those moments, and they can keep reopening it because I reopened my birthday one for three years in a row, I Mm -hmm. think. And it was, I already knew what it was going to say because I'd opened it for a whole year, two years before that. But it's still really nice to have just so whenever you're like feeling kind of like down and out, you can open that and be like, yeah, there's kind nothing like, like a handwritten letter, a handwritten note. Whether you do it in like an open one form, that's what I did for Cole our first Christmas that we were dating. I did him, I did, I gave him open one letters also because we do long distance. So I thought it would be like a good way to kind of like continue to have something from me at different points. And I think in one Which of them, I was like, cute. open when you're having a bad day, and I like put twenty bucks in there. So oh, like cute. when he was having a bad day, like he could like go buy himself lunch on me or something. Um, so I think that's always a good option. I think also. There is nothing like getting a picture framed of you and someone. Those are very cute. And then to me, even those you are very can cute. Write on the frame because you can get like acrylic frame. So if you like write on the bottom, like a nice little note, or even like on the back side of the picture, mm-hmm. um, a note. I just think handwritten anything goes such a long way. Or even things that like remind you of them can be thoughtful. Mm-hmm. I was going to say what I was about to get cold this year um, because it's let's thoughtful, but that. let's not do that because he's going <laughs> to listen to this. But, um, Sorry, Cole. Just things that like remind you of them. So like if you are dating someone who is really into like, let's say like video games, like you're dating a guy who like really likes video games. A gamer dude. <laughs> a gamer guy. Um, you can get him like a neck pillow or like... like <laughs> Something cozy. Those gamer keyboards. Those yes. gamer chairs. Those gamer chairs are expensive. They are Maybe expensive. not get if that. If you have the money, that Go was for it. that was my first thought. But like, if not, then like a cool blanket or like get him a game. Or I love blankets. There's like funny socks that say like, if you can see this, I'm gaming. Like just funny stuff. Like <laughs> that's thoughtful because you're thinking of them. I saw this one lady on TikTok. Her husband plays golf, and he was turning thirty, and so she waited until it was thirty days before his thirtieth. And every day um, she would have him like she set up like all these cups that look like I don't know what the fuck the golf things are called, like whatever the hell clubs. No, not no, like the hole. Like whenever you're it doesn't matter. Sure. Yeah. Um, So she set up like all these cups and he had like his putter and he would like hit it into a thing. And then whatever number it landed on, that's the number gift he opened. And she did that for 30 days. So like that is a thoughtful gift. Oh, one that Cole got for me one time that I thought was so thoughtful was he got me like a little tumbler cup. It literally was like probably not that expensive, but it said on it, um, (laughs) keep talking, I'm diagnosing you. (laughs) <laughs> Which is like such like it's just so me and like it probably it's not like he didn't have to go out of his way to get me some expensive gift like that is so I literally feel me. like that is you like it's whenever so you meet me. whenever Jessica meets new people at work she's just like what's your name where are you from where'd yeah. you go to school what's your major do you have siblings what do you want yeah. to do in life that's literally Jessica so, she's just like not diagnosing you maybe but she definitely is like listening I'm gonna dig yeah. a little deeper that's true that's so, Jessica that's I guess that's I, that was fun you know gifting ideas gifts. yeah as long, it doesn't have to be expensive no, as long doesn't. as it puts across some sort of a message that like this is something that you and you exclusively in my life would enjoy yeah you know so do something this necklace was a christmas gift from my dad a long time ago and i've been wearing it since i was 14 what does it say it says my name in arabic because my dad is muslim fun fact for people that did not know that yeah um but yeah so just little things that you know remind you of them but to continue on our segue journey. Oh, yeah. Um, For the second time. Second time's a charm. Second time is a charm. But so because <laughs> it's the holiday season and because this can be a really, really sad, sad time for people yeah. and it really shows in just statistical 
evidence that it's a really rough time for people. We wanted to do an episode on loneliness. Yes. Um, which most people guessed in our poll. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> You're correct. Um, so yeah, we're doing an episode on loneliness and this is something that's really close to my heart because for a lot of different reasons, I think you can be lonely and this is something we talked about prior. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think especially right now and it's, you know, it's kind of cold and you don't, you don't want to like go. A cuddle buddy. Yeah. And it's hard when you don't have it's one. It's cold outside. Yeah. Or even friendships, you can be lonely. <laughs> relationships whether you're in one or not you can be lonely wherever and whenever and with whoever at any point yeah. in time you it can, can be random random like walls and you're like oh i'm lonely. <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> laying in bed like huh. i wish i just could like not feel like this That's right like, i hate feeling lonely yeah Ugh, that shit sucks. sucks so mm. let's start with so you had four different points of like Yes, so I randomly was like going through my room and stuff and I was just like, oh my God, I still have this book <laughs> from like two years ago whenever I was working on my psych major and um, in one of the chapters in the book, it was on loneliness and I was just like, holy shit, was this like divine intervention and this right. is like, I was meant to find this. Um, and it basically had the four types of loneliness. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to remember these like right off the spot because right before we started talking about it, I was like, Aaliyah, do you remember the four? Mm-hmm. Um, but one was chronic, situational, um, situational mental and emotional? emotional, I believe. Emotional or social? Social. Social. Loneliness. Um, so which one do you want to start with? Personally, okay, well, I'll say personally for me, I feel like social loneliness is one that I think a lot of people so experience. Common. But yeah, I don't think a lot of times because something is so common, I think sometimes we forget to label it as what it is. And I'm not one for labels, but I do think that like if you're feeling something, it is always good to identify what it is that you're feeling. Yes. But I think if you're feeling something so consistently, you don't even realize. So for me, social loneliness has always been like, and I know this is such a cliche to say, but when you're in a room full of people and still feel alone, like that But that is the is, definition of social, loneliness. social loneliness. That is the yeah. literal definition. Whenever you can be in, even if you're with your friends it and you feel so alone, so alone mm-hmm. still. And I feel like that is a common feeling that many people do feel, but they don't want to say that. Yeah. Um, and I think that social loneliness honestly comes from not the inability to connect with people, but just overthinking situations mm-hmm. of connectivity with people. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, yeah, I agree that it has a lot to do with either you deep down not liking the people that are in the room or deep down, you're afraid that the people in the room don't like you. That's me. That is me. Because I feel like I can enter a room and it doesn't matter if I've known you for forever, if I've known you for like two days. I can enter a room and be like, I feel like right now, such an, like, I feel like right now Jessica doesn't like me. And I can randomly feel like that. And that happens to me at least once a week. Sorry, buddy. Oh my God. I do like you. I know you do. Okay. I was just, you're just oh, was right, that an example? You were just right here. Oh, okay. You were just right here. Like, Don't oh worry, gosh, she Jessica. feels this way? No. <laughs> what am I doing wrong? No. Um, that was just an example. But I feel that way randomly. Like, I feel that way at work sometimes. Sometimes I feel like that way at home. I'm just like, oh. Yeah. My sister fucking hates me, even though she probably does hate me sometimes. Love you, bitch. Um, but it's a common feeling that people do feel. And I think a lot of people are afraid to like voice to be like, I feel like right now I don't belong here. Or I feel like right now I don't belong in the mix because I am usually that girl. But I feel like I'm pretty good at masking that feeling, which isn't good. Don't mask feelings. Make sure you speak your feelings, feel your feels. You have the right to feel your feels. Um, but if it gets so bad to a point where it becomes detrimental, I feel like it's something that definitely has to be discussed. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because it's important because the people around you, it's, well, I think it's safe to say that the people that are around me that out, that I allow to be around me care about me. So if I ever do feel like I'm in a situation where I feel alone in a very social place, I might be able to pull one person to the side and be like, I feel like I shouldn't be here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's that can be a point of vulnerability. Um, and you can open up about how you're feeling um, and have that open dialogue with whoever is willing to listen to you or whoever you're willing to open up to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it can be very beneficial. Yeah, I agree. I think having somebody that you can kind of like confide in in those situations because mm-hmm. I think similar to you, I've, I, not so much anymore, but definitely like I went through some really, really rough years um, where I felt lonely a lot, but I was always with people because I'm such a social person that I was yeah. always with people. That's I just how I felt am. so lonely. And, but I think the, where I was different, I guess, from your specific situation is that for me, it was, I don't think they know me or I don't think I'm showing them the version of me that is authentic. And for that reason, I don't think they like me. Right. So it was me knowing that I'm behaving or putting on a front that wasn't actually really all that authentic. And people knew that it was like this illusion of transparency. That's actually a very common psychological phenomenon is the illusion of transparency where you assume that people around you know how you know feel. how you feel and no know one is thinking. a mind reader you have closed mouths do not get fed you have to you have to enunciate that mm-hmm. is what my mother always says <laughs> yeah. you have to speak on how you feel say what you mean mean what you say and because words very mean because words mean things and very beneficial conversations and relationships can build from that yeah, I agree. I think I saw the most change when I made two different... I, really, I made two changes. I changed the people I was hanging around um, because that's that's a really big one too. I think if you're dealing with social loneliness, there there has to be a change within your circle, I think, for the most part in terms of like how much you're feeling it. And like, I, also, I also feel like people are kind of... I don't want to say like they're delusional, but I feel like people kind of just like... No, it can't be the people that I'm around. I'm around right. them all the time. It can't be them. It has to be me. No, babe, it's probably not you. Mm-hmm. It is probably the people or that you're surrounding yourself with. Or it could be a combination of with. both. Or the people that you're around are mm-hmm. make, are continuing to make you feel um, like you're not worthy of yes. being and with them that, or whatever it And that be. is something that should absolutely, definitely change Yeah, I think for, your, for your sake because and I, for your I, growth. I remember I would be with people and... I think what it was is I knew that there was times where I would be with groups of people and they actually didn't give a single fuck about that me. you were there. <laughs> yeah, or about to me as feel, a person. I could have fallen invisible. off the bridge and they wouldn't know. <laughs> Truly. And I was there and they were calling me a friend, but I'm like, you don't care. To like, feel invisible in front of people that you think are your friends is the shittiest feeling in the world. And yeah. I have felt like that. It sucks. And until I made those changes with my friend group, which has been a minute. I haven't had to make any changes in my friend group. I had to make one change because he had to go. But <laughs> I made um, changes in my friend group, I think, in my early 20s. Like whenever I was like 21, 22, right before I got to USC. And I met my best friends, Taylor, Michaela, Leah, and Kendra. And the four of them honestly, truly made a difference in how... I saw myself and how I talked to myself and how I treated myself. And so just making that very small change and having people in my corner that actually gave a fuck about me. And I've been 
we have been the best of friends for going on four years now, but I feel like I've known them for decades. Mm -hmm. Those are my absolute best friends. And making those changes, I feel like made a difference in my life. And I also feel like made a difference in their life because me and my friends are so sappy. We have conversations about this at least once a month and we do check-ins. Like Taylor did a check-in literally this morning and she was just like, how's everyone feeling mentally, emotionally? Like, I just want to gauge how we're feeling. That Mm -hmm. is literally, Taylor is, you remind me so much of Taylor. And I think that's why we connect so well is because you remind me of Taylor so much. And so since she isn't here, it is so nice to have someone that is like her Mm -hmm. and you guys are alike and also so different. And I feel like that's beneficial for me. So the people that I have in my circle, I am very, very picky about the people that I keep close to me. And you should be picky and you should be selfish whenever it comes to who you have around you because you are all that you have and you have to take care of yourself. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I don't want anyone here to be in those social situations, you know, and you're looking at friendships and you're like, but, but you don't care. You know, and that, and it sucks because I don't think a lot of times we do that enough where we take an analytical approach at where we are when we feel the way we feel. Like that was always my advice. Like I was on the phone with one of my friend's friends, like they were FaceTiming and I was just in the room, like wiping shit. I don't know. I was cleaning (laughs) and I'm like giving this girl advice. Like I know of her, but I don't know her. And I was like, you know, you need to realize how you feel when you feel it and make note of that yes that I've given that advice um a lot in the past few weeks and I think maybe it was like a a sign to prepare me for this episode because I I think that's something I really believe in if when you're feeling lonely you need to take note of where you are when you are and who you're with and if you have to write it down write it down oh yeah keep Uh, a journal yeah for sure like or even a notes in your phone like you could Mm -hmm. and just keep a tally of when you're feeling that way and then look for patterns like for example if I hated my job I could look back at a notes page and be like, okay, the last 10 out of 12 times I felt lonely, I was with people from work. Yep. Right? And so I think in that way you can kind of, that's a tangible way to look at it. Because sometimes it is hard to look at people in your life, especially if you've been friends for so long, long to realize that maybe they are contributing to a problem. But if you write it down, it's easier to see a pattern. I gave this advice about relationships. Mm -hmm. That sometimes it's really easy to see things from an aerial point of view if you have a documented list of when it was. And that also identifies, I think, triggers. Um, Depending on your situation, I always am an advocate for writing things down when you feel it. I love writing shit down. Yeah, it's very helpful. So I think socially you just need to take a look at um, the people that you're around when you feel like they don't see you. Because that's something that really touches my heart a lot because it was a hard time for me to feel that way. Um, especially when I, I'm such a giver and then to feel like I was only around people who saw me as one thing. Mm-hmm. People that only take. Yeah. People that only take Or want from something you. specific from me. Like you I'm never in the room. Give. I, yeah, I'm in the room for a specific reason and that reason could be because I'm a friend of a friend. Yep. That reason could be because um, I had, I, it was like, a, it was like a pity invite, it was you convenient. know, whatever. Like I, I noticed those things and when I started changing that, that circle, it became evident to me that I liked myself more because the people around me brought out a side of me that I liked. The best of you. You know, because you can be acting away and you're like, I kind of don't like who I'm being. <laughs> but a lot of that has to do with, well, what are the people around you like? Because you important. are an average of those people. It's important to, to realize whenever you don't like who you're becoming. Yeah. And whenever you realize that you don't like who you're becoming, not saying that you didn't like who you're becoming. But no, that's true, if you if you ever find yourself thinking like, I don't like who I'm becoming or I don't like the direction that I'm heading, you ha- that's the that is the ultimate time that you should be 
thinking through all of the things that led you to that point. Like, why don't I like this? Mm -hmm. Why do I feel like this? What choices am I making? Who am I with? What Mm -hmm. am I doing? What has led to me feeling like this? It's important because I feel like that can, that can shape you from that point, especially depending on what stage in your life that you're in. And I think the earlier, the better to start Mm -hmm. weeding out. (laughs) That sounds so harsh. Start weeding out the people that are in your life that do not need to be there. They don't deserve to be there. And time will take care of a lot of those things too. I think like, Looking back, like there was never conscious things. Time will take those bitches out. I mean, it's true. Because, <laughs> it is true. I mean, looking back, I was never one to like text someone and be like, and now our friendship is done. But like time just has a way of putting things in and taking things out that are meant for you for a little bit, not meant for you ever, meant for you forever, you know? And and I feel like when you're lonely, that's a time where you need to evaluate, do I like who I am? Why am I not acting the way I feel like is authentic to me? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like I have to silence myself around this group of people? Or act a certain way around right. a certain group of people. Right. Act a way, whether that is mute, because I've been the mute. Like, I've been there. Like, I don't have a right to say anything in front of these people. Or I'm, like, acting like a fool because I feel like that's the you side have to of do me a they lot. want me to see. Exactly. And it became this cool thing when I was around, like, my forever girls from home. And I would be around them and we would just be doing stupid shit. And I'm like, I feel good. You know, I felt like me. And then it started to shift into you guys. And it was like, I like who I am when I'm with these people. And Mm -hmm. then you come to this conclusion where you're looking at this beautiful circle of people. And yeah, you might still feel lonely, but you're not lonely because of the people you're around. And you're not lonely because you don't like who you are. Sometimes you're allowed to just be lonely sometimes. We're more so talking about patterns. Mm -hmm. Patterns of the loneliness where you're like, okay, this isn't normal. This is not a normal amount of loneliness to be feeling if I'm with people. Yeah, because certain loneliness is, is common to feel. It's okay to feel lonely sometimes. Yeah, if it's like 2 a.m. and you're like, damn. I'm lonely right now. You know, <laughs> like, like, damn, I'm by myself. I'll, I'll be home alone. alone. And I'm like, damn, which one of my roommates was home? I'm kind of lonely, <laughs> you know? Like, that's normal. But I just think it's you have to identify what's normal and what's not. Yeah. I can't tell you that. I mean, I probably could, but I don't know your situation. Yeah. Um, so if you need us to ask, you know, you need someone to bounce sound. You get what I'm saying. If you, if need, you need someone to be a sounding <laughs> board, yeah. feel free to message us, DM us. I'll probably leave that to Jessica. Um, Miss Counselor in Training. I'll leave that to her. Um, I can be some help as far as like talking about your feelings, but whenever it comes to like the deeper shit. No, um, I think you do fine. Like I don't, I think it's, I think we're a good team in that way. Like how our approaches work. Similar, but also kind of different, but not too different. We're peanut butter and jelly. We're good on our own and we're better together. (laughs) (laughs) I puke, I puke. (laughs) 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 Aaliyah will not stop doing this stupid ass laugh. Where she just, because I'll make such a funny joke or something it's a so. sincere laugh I sometimes. Know, but it sounds so dumb because you're like, mm-hmm. and, and Jessica she's being could, so sincere. Jessica could say something and it's honestly funny. I just don't feel like being like, ha ha ha. Yeah. So I'll be at work and I'll just be like moving around or something. She'll be like, Aliyah. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. So now we've all started doing it. So she hates whenever I do that. Yeah, but but sometimes, do yeah, you do. But I do it. Sometimes it's a sincere laugh. Jessica does it to be an asshole sometimes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but it's a sincere laugh yeah. for me most times. But if you get a, <laughs> sometimes it's. Yeah. Okay. You know, sometimes it's like a, <laughs> bitch, shut up. And sometimes it's like, That's funny, but I don't feel like laughing. Anywho. Do you want to. Okay, well, we both have. Ex- <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> now we're done with that. We both have experience in situational loneliness. Um, I think that has to do, because we are both pros, seasoned, established in the long distance field. Oh my God, yeah. And that's very situational loneliness. It is. Um, So I thought maybe that would be interesting, because I've never really talked too much about 
my current long distance relationship and kind of mm-hmm. like what that journey is for me. There hasn't really been an opening for me to talk about that too much, but we'll go for it. Okay. Hi Cole. Love you. Um, <laughs> no, long distance is fine. Like it sucks because there are times where you're like, I just want to like have my buddy, you know, Cole, <laughs> Cole really is like my best friend. And so when I don't have him here, I feel like sometimes like there are things I want to tell him and there are things I want to like talk to him about and I can't. Like, yeah, there's the phone, but I'm busy. In person, I love face-to-face conversations yeah, more than over the phone or, like, FaceTime conversations. Because we were just like, oh, you can just FaceTime. FaceTiming someone that you're in a relationship with and being with them in that moment yeah. is so different. It's so different. It, you really can't even compare it to the point where sometimes we'll be on FaceTime. And it honestly sometimes makes me sadder because I can see him and I can hear him, but I can't, I'm not It's not tangible. Him. And it's sometimes, like, after I leave that call, like, obviously, in a way, I feel better. Yeah, we've just connected and talked for a little bit. But I'm like, oh. you know, like, you were so, <laughs> you're so close, but I you're not you, here. And you, that loneliness. Like you, but I can't. Six, seven, eight, triple nine, eight, two, one, two. Oh, I want to listen to that song now. Um, But <laughs> I think that the way I kind of got over that loneliness um, of just being in a situation where you're kind of set up to be lonely. Because it's becoming <laughs> independent. I became because whenever you get into long distance relationships the last two serious relationships that i was in were long distance relationships um and i feel like it was fine no i think you did fine yeah i <laughs> thank you <You're> <laughs> i feel like it was fine but also like i feel like there are also points where situational loneliness or long distance relationships can get hard because you it's hard to express emotion over the phone it's hard to express emotion through text um because for me tone is everything Mm -hmm. so if I'm ever in a spat with somebody that I'm with um I really don't like texting about it sometimes I also don't want to be on the phone depending on what's happening Mm -hmm. um but I do feel like if you're in a relationship with someone and that aren't physically there you have to have ways of communication that are um positive right (laughs) and that you can make sure that you're not um coming across in a different way make sure they're not coming across in a certain way and i feel like that can help a lot with loneliness situational loneliness because you don't feel as lonely whenever you have those open lines of communication um and whenever you're able to take those like not breaks, but whenever you're able to like take those moments and like cherish them a little more, mm-hmm. I feel like you cherish those moments a lot more whenever you are in long distance relationships. Um, you cherish the time that you have with someone. Um, and that's why I don't, I don't, I don't mind long distance relationships. Obviously it gets to a point where you're just like, okay, something has got to give me and I just like need you here. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's going to be a thing because you have someone that you love and they're not with you and that can suck well it sucks when you're trying to plan for things and you're trying to think ahead and they're not there yeah but the thing is like there's nothing more lonely than an unhealthy relationship because you're quote-unquote sharing a life with someone but you feel completely alone and it's so devastating to be in that situation and I think for Cole and I like what always helped was the fact that we would never they say like never go to bed angry for us it was more like we're not leaving this conversation until it's resolved. Like, yes. We're not dropping it. We're not going to bring it back up. Like, if we're talking about it, let's talk about it. Let's get it done. Obviously, there's exceptions. Like, shit happens. I would be at work or whatever. We really don't have problems that often. But when we did, like, it was important for me to 
say my piece, he would say his piece, and okay, now we work to find a solution. Yep. Right? Give both people their time, and then you can work so that you don't walk away from that conversation feeling lonely, like, and feeling unheard, you know? Because loneliness comes from a lot of different things. It can come from feeling unheard. It can come from feeling completely isolated in a relationship, which is mm-hmm. really sucky, and it sucks. Sucky, and it sucks. Um, yeah. So, I think communication... In situations, whether this is like a long distance friendship, you know, right? Because, it doesn't have to be a romantic right. relationship, or if it's just like you have friends that you never see anymore and they're here, but you just don't see them anymore, and that's making you feel lonely. Like, I think open lines of communication and also like really positive communication can keep a lot of that away. Um, I also think high energy and like good spirits is helpful because it's hard. And like, let me tell you, Aaliyah needs a lesson in this because, oh no, what do I need because you text in? so badly and, and it <laughs> it's really, because I use punctuation. No, and it's Jessica all lowercase. Jessica does not like it's the fact so that short. I am lowercase. My letters are lowercase in my text messages. I use periods, punctuation, and I don't use any emojis. Jessica no, no, but hates it's so it. short. Like it's, it, nothing is ever long winded. I'll be like, <laughs> how are you? Fine. I'm good. And Jessica's just like, what's wrong? Nothing, I'm good. And she never believes me, but no, I'm she'll just... she'll say nothing, LOL. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Like, I never know if Aaliyah's mad at me because she just... Well, I don't think... Have you ever been mad at me? No. Okay, well, that's good to know. I've never been, like, extremely mad at you. If I'm mad enough, then it, it'll be a conversation. Yeah, but I, would, I think I would know. You've never done anything to piss me off to the extreme amount. Well, I would hope not. No. <laughs> not even the medium amount. No. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Jessica said, wait a second. Let's talk about this right now. spirited communication yeah. is good. And I also think making sure that your time, whether that's talking long distance, whether that's actually hanging out with people, is really spent intentionally and making sure that, you know, both people feel like they're getting something from the time that's spent together. Because if you're not being filled up, you're being drained or you're being stagnant. And two of those things are not good. I'll let you decide which. <laughs> Um, take a guess. Yeah, take a guess. So I would say positive communication is really helpful. Um, you know, being as upbeat as you possibly can, you're obviously going to have down days, but be complimentary. Like talk about, I, sometimes I, you're not going to be surprised by this. I'll like ask like random ass questions. I'll be like, if you could relive one day from this past year, what would it be and why? And that like helps us have like a new conversation. Cause and you also learn something new about somebody yeah. too, and then that starts a conversation. Yeah. Literally you could look up, I've, I, this is what I do. I'll look up, even if we're just hanging out with my friends or with Cole or whatever, I'll look up like 50 questions to ask your boyfriend or your friend to get to know them better. And they come up with these wonderful questions and then you can spend this time like feeling closer to someone and that kind of leaves you feeling more fulfilled when you leave the conversation or like the hangout or whatever so that you don't walk away and you're like, damn, like I feel lonely, you know? And I feel like you can never know someone too much whenever you're with them. There's always more to learn. There is always more to learn. My parents have been together for 35 years and I feel like they learn something new about each other all the time. Yeah, it's cool. Because even as, like, even though my parents are getting old, they are still ever changing. Mm-hmm. And I think the older you get, the more you change. For and sure. whenever you're with someone, you have to grow with them, especially if you make that commitment to somebody. You have to, if you commit to something, maybe this is just how I was brought up. Whenever you commit to something, you commit. And you have to be knowledgeable. <laughs> Of what you're getting yourself into, because if you are not ready for that, do not put yourself in that place. Right. Do not put yourself in that situation to where you aren't ready for something that you think you're ready for. And it's okay if you're not ready for it. You just have to be honest with yourself. For sure. Um, and I think that also 
I think that also ties into situational loneliness too. Whenever you put yourself in situations that you think you're ready for, but you also know that you're not, but you want to push yourself because you're just like, I can do it. But if you can't do it, that's fine. Yeah. It's fine to not be able to do things. You just have to take your time because whenever you don't take your time, that's whenever that's whenever shit goes left. Yeah, to be I honest. agree. I feel like you will most nine times out of ten, you're gonna feel your loneliness in places you know in your heart you don't belong. Mm-hmm. And whether that is a relationship or like a physical place in time with X amount of people, whatever, like you'll know, I think you just have to listen to that. Um, and I also think having your own sense of independence is really important when it comes to situational loneliness. Cause regardless of what you're doing, like I'm going to use Kelsey again. We talked about her last week. She's a great example of this. Um, <laughs> Kelsey used to have a very big problem with doing things on her own. Like she's very much a people person. She likes to have someone to do things with like, and so it was a journey for her to learn how to like being alone. Me. And how that's not loneliness, you just are alone. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be distinguishable difference between when you're alone and when you're lonely. They shouldn't coexist. Yeah, no. Just because you're alone does not mean you're lonely. Right. And I think that's the one thing that I loved watching her work through in the years that I've known her is how to enjoy going on dates with yourself or um, doing something for yourself, by yourself, with yourself, with nobody else. It's fun. It's You have to learn how to like being in your own company. And I think this would go back to you liking yourself. The first thing, yeah, exactly. The first thing we were talking about, which is like, if you don't like who you're becoming, you're not going to want to be alone with yourself because you're not going to like what that looks like. And I think that's why people have such hard times with like being lonely and feeling lonely because they're not, they don't fully like themselves. They only like themselves whenever they're around certain people. And that's not good. Or when they have to put on a front to appease certain people. And that's also not good. And then you come home like, oh my God, this was me. Like, when I was in the worst part of my depression, I remember, like, I vaguely remember going to, like, my senior year of high school, being this person that other people wanted me to be all day long, but then secretly in between class- classes, because I used to be um, a writer in some capacity, I would, like, write these, like, horribly depressing passages that I was going to turn into a novel, and then I would go home, and, yeah, that probably sounded funny, didn't <laughs> Well, that's true. I was writing this whole novel about, like, it was like an autobiography, basically. And an autobiography of Jessica Joanne. So help us. <laughs> um, and then I would go home, and I remember I would just crash. Because I hated the person I was when I was at school, pretending to be this person I wasn't. But I hated myself even more when I got home, and I realized, A, I wasn't even that person. And B, I wasn't anybody. Because <laughs> I was only what other people wanted to see. There was nobody left for just me. And how were you able to, like, work through that? Like, what, what, at what point was it after high school or was it whenever you were in high school that you were just like, okay, Jessica? I mean, it's a complicated answer because I do think it was a journey. Like, I can't look at one particular moment, but I do think, and not even to be sappy, because I, like, I was in this really bad place and I got into a relationship and that helped in some ways. But then when I got out of it, it the pattern recycles. And I think for me, I went back to counseling, um my sophomore year of college, and then I met Cole. So I would say Cole was probably a huge catalyst for me in that regard because I realized, like, he was the first person, like, relationship-wise that I had met that didn't want me to change who I was but instead wanted me to just grow into a better version of that person. Like, he pushed me to be better, not change. And I think having people like that that were not like, no, 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 we like you. We don't want you to act a certain way to be around Do me. Do not let people change who you but are, But that please. is, it's, it doesn't have to, it's so subtle sometimes. It you is. don't even realize you're doing it. And then I would look back and be like, who was I 30 minutes ago? Who am I right now? And that's the loneliest shit in the world. And having those reflection points, I think are 
really good though yeah. because then you're able to like pinpoint right. what the fuck just happened mm-hmm. and potentially start to change what that was or the next or be like okay I didn't like how that just went I'm reflecting and the next time I'm in this situation or the next time that I'm with this person I'm going to be a lot more alert and I'm going to be able to um hopefully handle that a little bit better than what I just did right um and I so I think that's good it it always sounds sometimes good things sound super negative but Sometimes negativity. Well, you just have to hit those points sometimes to realize you have a problem. Yes. Right? Like, yes. You, you don't ever realize you have a problem until the problem gets <laughs> Until big you enough. get there. Right. And I think as devastating as it was to spend so long being nobody, I really enjoyed, you know, meeting people like Cole who were like, this is great. You know, who you are, I like this person. And just to see me for me and be like, but you can do better. Yep. And push me. And, and push not, you, not try to not change harsh. you. That's not harsh. And that's not changing you. That's no, helping you grow. Me. And being in counseling again and working through shit that I never worked through. And I'm such an advocate for that. Like, if you have shit that's gone on in your past and you have not worked through it, it's still there. Yep. It is still there. And it's never too late to work on it because no, it not. still affects you. No. And sometimes the things that you haven't worked on that you think you have completely pushed to the back of your mind. Nope, it's yes, it's in the back of your mind, but it is still there and it is still affecting you. It affects you. your behavior. It yep. affects the way you think. And whether it's subtle or very in your face, it still affects you. And I think sometimes people realize that it affects them, but they would just rather not mm-hmm. deal with that. But you have to deal with that because if you don't, guess what? You are only doing a disjustice to yourself. For sure. And it's, it is not helping you. It is literally not helping you. So if you are sitting on something that you feel like you need to change or something that you feel like is not maybe where you need to be or things right. that things you that should you probably shouldn't like be about yourself, you need to be changing those situations. Mm-hmm. We um, talked about that last week. Yeah, we did. It's really important. Like, t- If you don't like something about yourself, it's really important that you acknowledge it and understand it. where that comes from mm-hmm. because it comes from somewhere like things don't it's just not just so willy-nilly this is crazy like i do think sometimes people think that things just happen nope. nothing just happens like <laughs> your behavior is a culmination of years of your life yep and the patterns that you've built the people that you're around and this is why we stress your people. family dynamic yes we stress people hard in every single episode and that's because you get nowhere without other people like we could sit here and try and change content and be like you know, let's not even address like having a good circle, whether that's family or friends, but that's not realistic and that's not accurate and we'd be lying. Because your circle is very reflective of who you are. Yeah, which is I think why at this point in my life I have the most clarity and I am able to sit here and do this podcast with you because I feel like I have my forever friends, I have you guys, and now I'm in this place where I have, and I have Cole, and I have just like this web of people who are, come from different, different people all around, but encourage me to do better and also appreciate where I already am. Yep. That's the two part. Like they got to want you to do better, but love who you are already. Yes. That's, yes. I mean, that's the one because you can't love potential. You have to love what's already there, but you yep. can still want better for them. Like yep. people say, don't love potential. You can love potential as long as you love what's already there too. Yes. And I think like this person has so much yeah. potential. Yeah. But do you like them right now? Do you now? like who they are right now? Yeah. <laughs> do you like who they are today? Mm-hmm. Cause if the answer is no, guess what? That potential don't matter, bitch. That means you're not going to like them tomorrow. Yep. Or the next The potential doesn't even matter unless you like who they are in that minute. Because potential (laughs) is great, but like, just like how you see a puppy and then like a year later, you're like, how the fuck did it get so big? It's the same thing with growth. Like (laughs) there's never going to be a day where you're like, oh my God, I can, I'm look, you're like two inches more on your path of growth than you were yesterday. Like, no, like you're going to blink one day and you're going to be different people. Yeah. So if you don't love the process, you're not going to like the result. Nope. 
So with that being said, we definitely went into mental loneliness, which is fine. I just yeah. don't think we broke it up and said that's what we were going to do. So mental loneliness fucking sucks, and I'm so sorry. Yeah, um, mental loneliness sounds just like it is. It is all from within. Feels like you are alone in your body. Yes. And that... And oh. I have been there, and I feel like I was not out of that place until like two years ago. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry, buddy. It's okay, buddy. I wish I had known you. Therapy works. <laughs> <laughs> I actually said that I to don't somebody think we've last done that night. Voice yet on? Oh, me and Je- Jessica does it at work all the time. Like whenever I leave for work, she'll be like, "Bye, buddy. Yes. I hope you find your dad. I hope you find your dad." So tell us the movie reference. I would hope they can tell us. That if you can't tell us the movie reference, right, well, especially in the season that we're in, what would what changed for you? I guess like what was your tipping point as far as like I'm lonely, and now I'm on the path of not being lonely. Like what what helped? Um, my parents. That's a good answer. Um, I feel like my parents, and I think. My older sister and younger sister can also really um, attest to this. My parents are very involved in our lives. Um, And my parents very much want me and my sisters to be the best versions of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And whenever they see us slipping at any point, especially my father, and I've spoke about my father on this podcast before, I love my dad to pieces. I will always love my dad forever and ever. Um, and I feel like him more than my mom, because I am quite literally a walking replica of my dad. Yeah. And so I could just not even say anything like he, I remember, um, I was just like chilling one day. This was a couple years ago. And he just like walked into my room and was just like, what's wrong? And I was like, what are you talking about? And we just had to like sit down and have like this whole talk. I cried. He cried. He's a huge teddy bear. He looks Super intimidating, but he is not. Same thing with Todd. Mm -hmm. I remember we had that conversation about him too. But my dad is able to like see whenever I am not well Mm -hmm. and he will make sure that I am good because he says all the time and I believe him, my father would not be able to function if anything happened to me or either of my sisters. Right. He would not be able to function. And so because of that, he does everything in his power to make sure that we are good. You're cared for. Yes. Yeah. He makes sure that we are good mentally. He makes sure that we are good emotionally. He makes sure that we are good in all walks of life. My father makes sure that I'm good. And so I really feel like my parents more than anything helped me get out of that mental loneliness space that I was in because it was a point where and this was after the like my last relationship that I was in was not awful um but the relationship before that holy yeah, shit it took its toll. was oh my god I would never go back to that place um because I really think that broke me down a lot and I think my parents saw that and I was in such a low spot in life that it was very hard for me to get out of that spot. And my parents did everything. Because I could be around people. I could go out. But as soon as I get home and as soon as I'm by myself, I'm just like, ugh. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Feel like You feel so exhausted. Yes. Like, yeah. it just being in my body. Like, being in, like, just being myself and who I was literally was exhausting. It's like and I just hollow. did not like it. I, I didn't like any of it. And so, and my parents were very, they were very aware of that. Like they could tell that I was just like flipping the switch and I was just like, oh, now time to be happy. Mm-hmm. And they did not, they did not like that I was doing that. Um, and so I have, I have my parents to thank for me getting out of that mental lonely spot that I was in. Mm-hmm. Because if it was not for them, I might still be in that spot more than likely, I would like to say. 
Um, but yeah, um, shout out to my mom and dad. Yeah, I think, but I guess so we both have similar things. And when you were saying that, I remember I had like a little memory of my mom coming to me and being like, I feel like you're a different person. This was a while ago when I was like in the thick of my mental loneliness. And she was like, I feel like you're a different person around different people. And mm-hmm. I don't understand why you're doing that. Just be you. And the time I was like, but I am me. Like, I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> I am just but that's because I had been so, this had been such a long time that I had been putting on faces that for it was normal for you. I was like, what do you mean? This yeah. is me. And then I parents went, see she forced everything. my ass back to counseling at that point. Parents she's like, see everything. She was like, we're calling Christina. You're going back. Like, is she like, yes, obviously I could have really put my foot down and been like, no bitch, but it really wasn't an option. Like she sent me back to counseling the last time I went because she was watching me shift in front of different people and wasn't liking it. Right. Because my mom calls me out, like similar to your parents. Like my mom is very attentive to like me and my emotions and things that I do. Your parents know you better than anyone else, I hope. Yeah. So it was like that, yeah. So for me, it was going back to counseling and having my counselor, who was the same counselor I've had all my life. Um, And then also I was meeting Cole at that time. So I was just like, it was just these two beautiful things that were happening at once where I was getting help and unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And it was just such a, a beautiful experience for me. So I think for both of us in that situation, it was about love. Like that's mm-hmm. what got us out of it was to have somebody look at you and be like, someone that I actually gives a shit about you. I can see through your eyeballs and I'm noticing that something isn't right. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sorry if you don't have someone who's doing that for you. You should at least have one person in your life that is doing that for you. Sometimes you have to do it for yourself because oh, I've had to do yeah. shit for myself before where nobody don't else depend on other, don't depend on other people. Make sure, because at the end of the day, you are all you have, but also making sure that you have at least one person in your life that can look at you and be like, what is going on in that brain of yours? But if you don't, sometimes you do have to be the person to drag yourself out of a hole. Yes. Because we've both been there. Like there have been times where I I knew that the people around me weren't seeing what was going on. And it was me that got me out of it at the end of the day. Like, yes, obviously there are times where people, friends, family, whatever helps. But at the end of the day, you will not get better until you decide that you want that for yourself. Absolutely. And so I think when it comes to that mental loneliness factor, which is really borderline on, we're talking about now clinical depression, is kind of what this is kind of leading to. It doesn't have to be that heavy, but they are synonymous. Yeah. They can very, one can very much feed into the other and Mm -hmm. vice versa. Um, It just depends on timing and symptoms and things like that. Never self-diagnose, please God. Oh my God, do not get 11. You can say though, (laughs) it's, it's okay to say, I feel like I'm alone in my own body. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm that kind of lonely. I it's feel okay like to I have, have those to put realizations. on a front for other people. Yeah. But it's not okay to say, I have clinical depression if you have not been diagnosed. And this is an episode I'm getting into in the future. But yeah. for now, I'll leave you with that. Do not self-diagnose yourself. You are just lonely. Yeah. And you are going to get through it. But it's important to remember that if you don't know who you are, you can't expect anybody else to know who you are. Yeah. Except for, I guess I would say family, but, or, or really, really close friends. I just mean the sense of like, you have got to know you and you've got to have your own back or all the people that are trying to take from you aren't going to know what's the problem. Like yeah. they're not going to know that the person that you're being for them isn't really you. If yeah. that's the face that you're putting onto them consistently. And I think, I feel like we keep like combining things, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but with us talking about the mental loneliness, I feel like that led into chronic loneliness, which is basically you have been lonely for so long that that is just what it is. And Your you, way of being. Yes. It is just a way of life for you. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not healthy, but it, it that, but that is the definition of chronic loneliness. It's just the fact that you have been lonely for so long that you 
don't even right. realize. And that's different than depression. Like that's, that's different than I, depression. I want to be clear. Like, yes, you can have both. And yes, they can be symptomatically similar. But they are not but the they same. But they are not the same. And I feel like we talked about that. We were just... Mm-hmm. Because I feel like people all the time be like, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. And really, you're just sad. Don't, don't fucking talk don't. about this on Minute 51. Because... <laughs> Yeah, I can't promise you where we're going. Yes, um, and we only have sixty minutes, but um, <laughs> sixty minutes. This is sixty minutes, um, but um, I feel like it is very important to realize whenever you are actually depressed. We're not going to go into this right now, yeah. and whenever you are just sad, mm-hmm. and like Jessica said, do not diagnose yourself, or you're um, just lonely. Yeah, or you're just lonely. Loneliness is not depression. Depression is not loneliness. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very important to differentiate the two. If you need to look up a definition, bitch, go ahead and yep. pull up Google and get to typing. You because they are both, completely different. But they don't mean, like, one does not mean the other, but you can have one and have the other. Like, yes. this is, like, it's just important to be aware of your own situation and also to be educated on what it actually means. Mm-hmm. Because there is a very big problem of self-diagnosing. And this is, again, not something we're getting into now. Mm-mm. But I want to be careful with now that we're talking about, you know, we kind of are ending with this chronic loneliness thing as we both basically just explained that we've been there, um, that you cannot put that label on yourself because it's easier than wanting better for you. Like you can't say, well, I have depression or well, I have chronic loneliness just because you don't want to work harder to feel better. And I know that's like ripping a bandaid, but it is true because a lot of people would rather just sit with things like that and just put a label on themselves to explain to the world why they are the way they are. Like you said, whenever you're able to put a label to it, people feel better about things. And you will feel better. Like I think, and I think that's why people, and I feel like that's why people self-diagnose themselves because whenever they are able to like put a name to something, they're just like, okay, well this is what it is. This explains everything. This is why I'm fucked up. Like that whole narrative. And it's garbage. And we need to stop doing it. Yeah, no, it's fucking stupid. You can't do that to yourself. And it's not fair to you. And it's not fair to your growth. And you deserve, you need to give yourself a chance to do better. And that's not by slapping a label on something and calling it what it is and being like, well, I just got dealt a bad hand or whatever. Or, you know, I have a toxic relationship or I have bad friends or my family sucks. Like those things can be true, but that doesn't mean that you're doomed to a life of like, (laughs) <laughs> sadness you know what i mean so I eternal think it's, damnation it's good that we're talking about this i think at the end of this because i'm very pleased with you know the way that this has come out and come across i just want to make sure yeah. we're very clear about you know don't self-diagnose and don't if you feel like you resonate with these things i very much urge you to consider going to speak to someone um if you're listening to kind of our personal testimony you're like me Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm a, whole, a shell of a person. I feel like I put on faces for other people and then have mm-hmm. nothing left for myself. Like, if you're in that situation. And that shit can be draining. Talk to us first. Um, you know, because we stress a lot that we're a family here and we are. So, if you need to have somebody who's been there and you don't want to go to your friends, then you can come to us. Yeah, because we've been through some shit. No judgment. Absolutely ever. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm sorry. If anyone out there is feeling like this, especially during the holidays, like, you just have nothing left for you and you're giving to everyone else or you just have nothing to give at all and you're lonely or you have a long distance partner. I feel you sister. <laughs> um, yeah. So feel free to talk to us, um, message us if you work with us and you're listening to this. And if you're feeling a little lonely and you want to talk, please go grab your reshop. If you were listening. Oh my God. <laughs> if you're feeling lonely and if you work with us, you can pull us aside at work and talk yeah. or, you can ask for our phone number, and mm-hmm. we can talk through that, too, if you we want to. We do have to. some work friends that like to tune in, which is very kind. Yeah, I think, thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate we it. We appreciate you so much. Um, but, yeah. 
So we'll bring it up an octave. Make sure that you <laughs> an octave. You subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure that you leave us a five star rating. Follow us on Instagram at Unlicensed Podcast and our personal Instagrams. I'm not going to say what my personal Instagram is because we don't have time for that. But <laughs> she said, and you'll never know. <laughs> Well, no. Anyway, well, now you did it. We're not going back on it now. You fucking yeah, said it. No, it's too right. right. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this. Let us know what you think. And <laughs> to finish us off, it's unscripted. It's unapologetic. It's Unlicensed, unlicensed podcast. podcast. Bye.